Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise him, Sister Hall. Praise him, Brother Anthony. Praise him, Sister Gloria. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's freedom in the house tonight. There's freedom in the house tonight. So tonight, what we're doing is we're looking in the book of Revelations, and what I don't want to do is I don't want to, we're kind of bringing the meat of the word, and, and so with the meat of the word, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to keep you for an hour and a half, and uh, as we look, that's perfect right there, as we look into this, 
But what, what I give you, I want you to hopefully retain, grab a hold of, and, uh, it, and help us to understand where we are. And so tonight we're going to be talking out of about three different chapters in Revelations, but specifically we're talking more about the tribulation. I'm not sure if they've got that uh, screen up there for me, but the tribulation. And uh, in that, the seven seals, the seven angels with trumpets, and the seven angels with fire. So as we're looking at this, the end time, if you look at the scripture, it's really portrayed in an awesome way. And one scripture, Hebrews 10 and 31, talks about, tells us that it's a fearful thing to fall. Anybody know the rest of it? Into the hands of the living God. It's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. And Daniel, as, as I said last week, uh, when we look at Revelations, we also want to look at Daniel because Daniel and other prophecies really go hand in hand with what the book of Revelations uh, says. And so uh, as we look at this, we are primarily going to be looking at it from the aspect of what most scholars say, and that's that the uh, at the end of the set or at the end of the 70 weeks or before the last week 69 weeks the church is raptured out and then uh, and then there's the time of the great tribulation uh, that's what we want amen that's what we want and, and and many of the scriptures do allude to that but some people uh, feel like we're going to go through some of the tribulations, and then others feel like we're going to uh, not go until the end of the tribulation. Now, as we look at Daniel and Revelations, we want to look at that 70th week. And uh, Daniel, the prophet during Babylon captivity, recorded a period of years at time. And this period would bring terrible calamity. And he described 70 weeks, periods of seven you really want to look that up that would relate to Jewish history and each week represents seven years for a total of 490 years and Daniel didn't really prophesy about the church it's kind of like there's this gap period between the sixth was the 69th week and the 70th week and there's like this gap period that really he didn't prophesy about specifically so as we look into this Somebody find Daniel 9 and 27 for me. Daniel 9 and 27. And uh, actually back it up and give me 9 and 24 through 27. Seven weeks, 
children in troubled times. And after three score and two weeks shall Messiah be but not for themselves. And the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. And the end thereof shall be with the flood. And unto the end of the war desolations are determined. He shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. And in the midst of the week he shall cause the sacrifice and the relations to cease. And for the overspreading of abominations he shall make it desolate, even until the consummation, and that determined shall be poured upon the desert. Alright, so do y'all see how he's talking about all of the old things that happened and were fulfilled up until the specific point? And then there's the gap, and there's this other week. And with that, uh, a lot of judgments are coming and, and those things. But we're going to look tonight specifically at what is hopefully when the church is raptured out of here and what's going to happen to the world. Why is it important for us to understand something that is going to happen on this earth if we're not going to be here? So we can know if we missed it. Yeah, whoops. To be pure ourselves. To be prepared. Yeah, to be to be prepared. Absolutely. Don't want to miss it. And, and and so if I've been called, if I've been filled with God's Spirit. You know, it, it does talk about a great falling away. I want to make sure my eyes are on the prize and that I'm not, quote unquote, left behind. I want to live a holy life. I want to live a godly life. I want to live where God's called me to. I don't want to uh, resist what God is doing in my life. I don't want to fight against what God's doing in my life. I want to be surrendered wholly to Him, right? And living for Him, staying full of the Holy Ghost. And, and just let, allowing the Spirit of God and the Word of God to lead me and guide me into all truths. So as we look at this, during the seven years of tribulation, evil people will bring various calamities upon the earth, and God will pour out severe judgment on the earth. These are introduced to us in Scripture as seals, trumpets, and vials. Now, how many has read that before and read read those scriptures before and, and so as we kind of go to Revelation 6 if you've got your Bible you know go ahead and go there and we'll kind of start looking because as we look uh, chapters 2 and 3 look at more of uh, what was happening in John's day what was transpiring what John saw the churches of that day even though it carries on we believe to the churches today it was primarily that and then if we look further chapters four and five they kind of show a heavenly scene of worship by the redeemed to the lamb for his accomplishments and deliverance from satanic bondage but then chapter six it returns to the earth so the scene first is on the earth and then it's to the heavens and now in chapter 6, we kind of return to what's happening on the earth. And what we see is, uh, as we go into it, is what is described as a time of tribulation on the present world. We don't find here where the church is really mentioned at this point. I'm not saying it's not going to 
be here. I hope it's not, but uh, but we don't find that, and that's where a lot of people grab a hold of that aspect is because they don't find the church. The church is no longer mentioned uh, because many of the scriptures feel like somebody find Thessalonians 4, 15 through 18, and someone else find 1 Corinthians 15, 51 through 57. 1 Corinthians 4 and 15 through 18. 1 Thessalonians 4, 15 through 18. 1 Corinthians 15, 51 through 57. Just start it on the, when you got it. For this we say unto you, by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from the heaven, or descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. All right, so what is this describing? The, the rapture, what's referred to as the rapture. Uh, do we find the word rapture in the Bible? No, but, but what is this talking about and what does it mean? It's the thing, the Greek words, harpizo, which means to be, to be seized. caught up, to be seized. So, so this is really, it's talking about the rapture of the church. And uh, so, and, and, and so, great answer. And, and so with that, uh, what, what's going to happen to you? We translate it. Hmm? We translate it. Change. Translate it. Change. But are you, you're going to meet who in the air? Who else are you going to meet in the air? Everyone else. It depends on if you're alive or dead, right? <laughs> yeah. So if, if, if you've passed on, guess what? The dead in Christ are going to rise first. And then those that remain are going to be caught up with them to be with the Lord. What a time that's going to be, right? What, what an amazing time that's going to be. Now, the other scripture, who, who's got that one? Behold, I show you a mystery. A mystery. We shall not all sleep. But we shall all be changed. In the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound. What do, you, what do we read through? That's, I don't even remember. <laughs> 51 through 57. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall be put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought as the saying which is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Jesus Christ. Amen. Giving worthy. So in chapter six, this is where we change in Revelation. 
and we look back to, to the earth somewhat in here. It says, I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard as it were the noise of thunder, one of the four come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat on him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer. And then he opened the second seal and heard the beast say, and there went out another horse, the red horse. And power was given to him that sat there on to take peace from the earth, that they should kill one another, and that there was given unto him a great sword. And then there's the third seal, and the fourth seal, and the fifth seal, sixth seal. And these seals just are... are this is at a point in time where the church is... Where is the church right here? Raptured, we're gone, right? Uh, and, and that's that's absolutely what we want, hope, and what most scholars uh, do. A, a lot of scholars do agree. But when that happens, this is another reason I was asking, what? Why is this important to us? And, and we all have good answers, and the answers where it's important to us because we want to go, and we want to be aware. But it's also very important to us because we love people. God's placed us here to love people. And we should be aware of the signs of the times that we are in because it gives us an unction. It gives us an urgency to realize it's important to not just be blase blah anymore. But it's important for us to realize and recognize how God is setting things up. And while some of these things we may not experience personally because we pray we're raptured out of here and all is right and that way and won't that, it's also important for us to recognize, you know what, everything is set up and in place for these events that have been prophesied about for thousands of years to begin to unfold and come to pass. And you'll see that as we go through this. So the seals... And what the seals describe, it, I saw, what was the first one? He was on a what kind of horse? A white horse. And the second one was a red, red horse. And then the third one was a black horse. And then the fourth seal, he was a pale horse. And death and hell followed with him. And power was given unto them, listen, over the fourth part of the earth to kill with the sword and with hunger and with death and with the beast of the earth. And, uh, it, and then when the fifth seal was open, there was the altar of souls that were slain and for the testimony which they held. Now we can go back and we can look at what happened to Peter being crucified upside down. We can look at all of the apostles and the things that happened to them. But even though many slain, I remember Brother Wilson telling stories of when he was driving the church van, people were throwing rocks at it. And, uh, it, and just different things that people do. So, so here, uh, they cried with a loud voice saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? Have you ever been in church and you looked at somebody that you thought they were getting away with something, and it upset you. Now, has anybody ever had that? Amen. 
I mean, anybody? Well, how how can they live like that and I live like this and we're going to the same place, right? Nobody nobody's ever thought that way. Uh, um, yeah, no, yeah. And, and, and so, so you have to. Uh, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. It's not ours. It, it doesn't belong to us. And but but here the saints are saying, "How long, Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth?" And white robes were given unto every one of them. You know, I, I can see the Lord calm down for just a minute. Don't don't get too upset. You know, let, let's let's wait just a minute. Here, let me give you your white robe, and now you'll understand. You know what the difference was, and and, and why you did what you did. Can somebody say hallelujah? And it says, and their fellow servants also, and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. Now listen to that. They should rest for a little season until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. How many believe we're called for generation? Amen. God didn't pick you to live now. And people look back when I first got in church and they talk about, man, if I would have lived when Peter lived and with John, could you imagine walking on the earth with Andrew and Simon and, and it wouldn't have been amazing and, and, and I think man, and it wouldn't have had air conditioning but if you look at that you realize that God has selected us for a special generation that I believe in eternity is going to be recorded in such a mighty, prevalent way. God thought enough, I believe, to save you for this end time because He has a calling and a purpose on your life. And it's not the initial go build the church, but it's the ending. Let's close this thing out. I'm about to shut the door on this ark. How many people are you going to gather into this ark called the church? Hallelujah. So let, let's look back for just a second at Thessalonians. And 1 Thessalonians, I, I, want to, I want to go to actually 2 Thessalonians 2 and 11 for just a moment. 2 Thessalonians 2 and 11. So, I'm going to back up to three. Let no man deceive you by any means, that that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself, now listen to this, above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he as God, sitteth in the temple, showing himself that he is God. Ultimately, this leader wants to be worshipped. and wants to be as God. Now, I want you to think about everything today. Everybody wants to change the laws of God. And even governments throughout the world 
want to infiltrate the church. I believe it's in Canada that you can't say things against certain sins uh, without being arrested. And there was a period of time they were arresting the pastors because they were supposed to, to speak out against, uh, I believe it was, maybe it was homosexuality they weren't allowed to speak out against. And even in the church, and you know, what you say in the government, that's one thing, but when you step into the walls of the church, that's you're trying to sit in a seat that you haven't been called to sit into. And that's ultimately what uh, this one is trying to do. Verse 7 says, For the mystery of iniquity doth already work, only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because, listen to this, they receive not the love of the truth. I don't know about you, I love truth. I pray when I, when I get to my office and my desk and pray, God, I want you, if I'm not seeing something right, I want you to reveal that to me. I, want, I, want, I love the truth. I love to read the Word of God, especially when God just starts revealing Scripture to me. And, and Brother Paul, it just starts opening it up. Isn't it amazing? You know, you're sitting there, you're studying. Brother Benny Gordon, you're browsing through the Scriptures. And, and then all of a sudden, Brother Money, it just pops off the page. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? It's just, whoa. I, I, I've never seen, I've read that scripture 25 times, at least, and I've never, ever seen it quite like that. And, and, you know, Daniel was told to seal things up until it was time for them to be revealed. And for me, I've been reading certain things, Revelations being one of them for years. And there's certain things I've never seen in the last uh, right before that Saturday before uh, I preached last Sunday Revelations it was just like I was under it was just like an open book you know it, it, it was just God was just revealing things to me as we th were going through there so so 2 and 11 says for this cause God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie there are people that aren't going to love the truth there are going to be people that love the truth and turned away from it, fell away from it. There are going to be people that just would not love the truth. Did God give them an opportunity? Did God reach for them? Did God want them? Absolutely. But they, they turned away. It says that it be because they received not the truth that they saved. So to be saved, we have to love truth. And there's been times it's hard. God's dealt with me about something and it was true. And I, I remember one time, and, and this wasn't word truth, this was spirit truth. I was pastoring and going on a vacation, and God dealt with me and said, I don't want you to go on that vacation. And that was hard. Y'all know what I mean? You got all these plans laid out. You got an agenda typed in. And the Holy Ghost speaks and says, don't do it. What are you going to do? It's the same way in the Word of God sometimes. We're reading through and it doesn't agree 
with our humanity and with our flesh. And sometimes even it might not agree with what we think in the spirit. I've been reading scripture. We were talking about revelations earlier. And I'm going through and I'm like, man, God's, really, God, God's revealing this to me and revealing this to me. And, and things, I'm going to preach that. And I, I jotted those notes down. And, and, but I researched it out. And if it didn't line up with the word of God, I'm like, no, that's not right. Delete that off my word note, even though it did. Even though it seemed revelatory. Even though it preached. And, and, and I had to just delete it because I was like, I can't back that up with the word of God. So, so let's look in Revelation. That's where we are at these seven seals. Uh, as we look at these seven seals in Revelations, everybody got your uh, Revelation 6. The lamb opened one of the seals. I heard noise, and that was the white horse, right? And, and so if we look at these events happened, I'm just going to summarize this for you instead of reading the entire chapter and then part of the seventh chapter. What happens here? And, and jot this down. You can go back, study this this week. What happens here? An evil leader who is usually called the Antichrist will win the world to himself. He will win the world to himself. They're, they're, they're going to, you're, you're going to see, if you hear people giving themselves to this person, they're going to they're gonna commit to him. They're going to believe it. They're, they're going to be, what's the word? Delusional. Delusional. Deceived. Reprobate. Brainwashed. Maybe. They're, they're just, they're going to buy into what he's saying. And, if all this setup is happening and you're still here, then they're going to start believing that and they're going to talk about you for what you believe and criticize you for what you believe because he's going to be setting himself up as God. There's going to be a terrible war that's going to follow by, be followed by famine and death. And then... As one of these, I believe it is, right here, verse 8 of chapter 6. The pale horse, death and hell followed him. Power was given unto him over a fourth part of the earth. So literally, uh, a, a, a terrible warning is going to come. And how many on earth are going to die? Third. Fourth? Third, fourth? Is it a fourth right here? Oh, this one was a fourth. The fourth. And, and, and so, according to this, it's going to, let's read it, make sure. Behold, the pale horse, and the name that sat on him, death and hell, followed with him, and power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with the sword, and with hunger, and with death, and with. Uh, is that the part that's talking about? So. So that much of the, the fourth of the world's population will die. There's going to be persecution as you look through this. And if people, it's not going to really be like it is right now for us. People turn to God during this time. They are going to be persecuted. It's going to be intense. And, and you're, you're, it, it, it's going to be... It's a lot easier to live for God now than it's going to be to live for God then. 
Amen. It doesn't stop there. It goes on. There's going to be catastrophic earthquakes that will disturb the earth. And one scripture says the moon will become as blood. And people will hide in the mountains for fear. So that's kind of what's going on in Revelation 6. Y'all got that. Now let's flip ahead to Revelation chapter 8. All right. Now in Revelation chapter 8 it says, And when he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of a half an hour. I want you to think about this. All this work, let's go Sunday morning, Brother Duvall, just worshiping, everybody's praising God. And I think about that service because to me it kind of, it, it may be not exactly like that, but it kind of like we were just, just praising Him and breaking through in here Sunday. And then all of a sudden it was like silence. And, and, and so here there's going to be 30 minutes of silence. And, and, I, I can imagine how that's going to be like. And everybody's going to be ecstatic and worshiping and praising. And then it's almost like, hold up, you know. It, it, it's hard to want to stop. When, when, when you're, it's hard to want to stop. But it says, about the space of a half hour, and the seven angels which stood before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. So their silence stops. And, and then uh, the seven angels stood before God. And, and we're watching this. You know what I mean? It's kind of like we're in the grandstands of heaven just worshiping and praising. And now we're watching this. And, and it says, And another angel came and stood to the altar having a golden censer. And there was given unto him much incorrect with prayers of all saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne. I think I, I had a dear elder tell me one time. When, when they were about to go be with the Lord about what they believed about their prayers. And it was powerful. The prayers of all saints on the golden altar, which was before the throne. And the smoke of the incense, which came with the prayers of the saints, ascended up before God out of the angel's hand. Can you, can you close your eyes for just a second? I want you to close your eyes. I want you to imagine. I want you to grab a picture of that. All right, uh, the, here's, here's God uh, on the throne, the Spirit of God on the throne, and, and the prayers of all saints, and the angel offers it, and smoke just comes. Not just smoke, but I kind of think about the smell that's going to come, the beautiful aroma that's going to come out of that incense for a moment. Have you got that picture? Think about that picture. Don't you want to be there? Amen. And it says... And the angel took the censer and filled it with the fire of the altar and cast it to the earth. And there were voices and thunderings and lightnings and earthquake and unearthquake. And the seven angels which had the seven trumpets prepared themselves to sound. And the first angel sounded and there followed hell and fire mingled with blood. And they were cast to the earth and the third part of trees were burned up and all the green grass was burned up. And the second angel sounded, and as it were a great mountain burning with fire, was cast in the sea, and the third part of the sea became blood. And the third part of the creatures which were in the sea had life died. And the third part of the ships were destroyed. And the third angel sounded, and there fell a great star from heaven burning, as it were a lamp that fell upon a third part of the rivers 
and upon the fountain of waters, and the name of the star is called Wormwood, and the third part of the waters became Wormwood. So what's happening now is these are the judgments. Hell is going to fall. Fire is going to go over the earth. Uh, Fear will fall on one-third of the rivers. The fish in the sea are going to die. One-third of the sea will become blood. Poisons will contaminate one-third of the water supply. And because of that, many people will die. Great darkness will come over the earth. And for five months, scorpions will sting people on the earth. And an army of 200 million will kill one-third. There you go, Brother Duvall of the population. Yeah. One third of the population. Now, never before have we lived in an era that someone could feel this large of an army. But if we look at the populations of the world in 2023, and the populations of China, and the populations, uh, even if you put together China, Russia, I'm just saying this, I'm not saying this is it. North Korea and Iran, I'm, I'm not sure, could you, do you think you could find an army of 200 million? No? Not with those? Not, not currently, but the standing army that they have are under 10 million. Mm -hmm. But have you seen how fast Russia enlists common citizens? And prisoners from prisons. In the top ten population, so they can put it in, in uh, nations of the earth. Yeah. Russia is uh, one of the top ten. America's like fifth or sixth. Yeah. They are like in the top ten. So do you see how we're getting to that point in history that this setup could happen? And now I'm not saying that. For us to have fear, that's not why we're looking at Revelation, right? We're looking at it because we're part of the church, triumphant, and, and God's going to move. But it also should give us an urgency to be a witness, to impact the lost, to, to reach people before these catastrophes come upon the earth. And, and, and so let, let's flip over to chapter 16, if you've got your Bible, chapter 16. And I heard a great voice out of the temple saying to the seven angels, Go your ways and pour out the vials of wrath upon the earth. And the first went and poured his vials upon the earth, and there fell noisome and grievous sore upon the men which had the mark of the beast, and upon them which worshipped his image. And the second angel poured out his vial upon the sea, and it became as the blood of dead men, and every living soul, the third angel poured out his vials, the rivers and fountains of waters, and they became blood, blood. And I heard the angel of the waters say, Thou art righteous, O Lord, which art and wast and shall be, because thou hast judged us. And they have shed the blood of saints and prophets. And I'm going to go back. Sometimes you wonder why you have to different than people in general whatever they want to do without any conviction at all just do and, 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 and you can get upset but it's a privilege to live for God it's a privilege to live a holy life amen 
God's not. Well, God is keeping us from something. He is keeping us from something. He's keeping us from this. And, and, and so it's, it's an honor to live a holy life. It is a privilege to live for God. Amen. Amen. And, 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 and so, so all of the, the vials are being poured out. They represent God's final judgment for the tribulation. Awful sores are going to afflict those with the mark of the beast, those that follow the Antichrist. Everything in the ocean is going to die. The water is going to become blood. The sun will burn hotter than usual and will scorch people. Think about that for a minute. The earth will be thrown into darkness and great pain will come upon all people. The river Euphrates will dry up so that the armies of the east can come to Armageddon. I just read an article a few weeks ago. I think I shared it with Brother Munden about the river Euphrates drying up. Yes. And, and it wasn't that it's dried up, but the, the gradual loss of water each year is leading us drastically close to where that river uh, in a certain period of time will be dried up. It's all coming together. The times. Uh, I'm not saying I'm saying all these changes. Uh, anybody, I don't really study global warming that much. Anybody study global warming? Any? Uh, I mean, there, there's a lot said that the Earth is heating up, right? Right. And I mean, it it makes sense. Everybody's trying to save it their way. And. Why? Because there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. And isn't that beautiful? In a beautiful sight? Amen. And so as we look at this, in the fourth seal, one-fourth of the earth's population will die. With nearly 8 billion people living today, that would almost be 2 billion people dying in a short time. I think about what we went through. And not that that was this. But I do think about how it showed how quickly something like this can usher in a one world government, a one financial, a financial system that cash or anything like that is no good anymore. Think about it. During COVID, and I know people don't even like if you mention that word anymore, but during COVID, I did it. I mean, you go up to the cashier, want to give them money and take money when we didn't know anything about this. And so what do you do? What's, what's the preferred method of payment? Tap. <laughs> Don't even put it in. Just, and you pay for it. Tell me that's not setting this up for this time that's going to be ushered. Not only that, a friend of mine sent me a video, Brother Henry, and this lady was sitting across from the table with her mother and her, her mother's phone starts to ring, and she answers, and, and, and she's talking like this. 
and, and because the little chip, the what is the little chip in your phone? It, it, in this video, I mean, it was just it was just a video, but they had it, it's it's really they were able to insert that. I had someone tell me they were working on a project, and this was ten years ago, maybe fifteen years ago. They were working on a project to where they would be able to inject a, a little device that would have your medical history. All your medications, all your allergies, it was a medical thing. And they could insert that. And, and this was this was technology. I'm talking 20 years ago. I was talking with a person who was actually creating a company that was going to do this. And it, it makes sense. You go see the doctor and he just scans this no matter where you're at in the world. And there's all your medicines, all your history. Everything, it makes life better, right? It makes life easier. But do you see how it's leading to everything that the Lord thousands of years ago told us was going to happen? Hallelujah. I've got like eight more pages of notes, a bunch of uh, scriptures. I, I, I want to come back. I want us to keep coming back to this because I want us to take this in pieces. I want us to take it home and pray about it. And I want you to read Revelations. There's a blessing that comes from reading Revelations. I don't want you to read it like this. This is what I want to talk to the church about as a whole. I want to tell everybody on Sundays as well. Don't be afraid of the book of Revelations. It's a blessing. I want you to understand where you are. And it should stir your faith, not decrease your faith. Stir your faith because you realize this book that God gave us thousands of years ago, the, the spoken word it, that John on the Isle of Patmos uh, was, was being revealed to him. We need to understand that this vision he had, he described it as best he could for his day. But some of these things he was describing he had no idea helicopters would be invented like that. He had no idea drone swarms could look, I'm just saying, I'm just thinking this, could look like swarms of locusts. He didn't, he didn't know that then, but he, and it's coming to pass today. And I want to go to heaven. Do you want to go with me? Don't you want to go with me? Can we stand tonight? Can we stand? Can we pray that God gives us a burden for the lost like never before? That God allows us to understand what He needs us to understand in this hour? Can we just lift our hands up all over this place? God, I worship you tonight. God, strengthen us as the body of Christ. God, allow us to understand more and more about you your personality, God, who you are, what you desire, what you desire for me, God, not what I desire for me, because stuff and things, they're going to burn, but God, what's holy, what's holy, what's pure, oh, in the name of Jesus, God, It's about your purpose. It's about your plan. It's about what you're calling us to in this hour. 
Help us to reach people in this age, in this generation, in this time. God, that we not be satisfied. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody give him praise right now.
These are important. Acts 2.38 is the most important. And if you disagree with somebody on a little thing out of Revelations, make sure we don't disagree on what matters for salvation, and that is repentance. Somebody say repentance. repentance. Turning from our sins. Water burial and baptism in the name of Jesus and the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Exactly when the church goes, guess what? As long as I'm born again of water and spirit, water baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost, when, when, when the door of this ark shut, I'm going to be on the inside of it. Praise God. I'm going to be on the inside. Lord, God bless you. Ushers and hostesses come tonight, ready to receive tonight's tithes and offerings. Let me look on here very quickly and see if there's something at our normal services on Wednesday. It looks like there's ladies' lunch at Chick-fil-A at 12. That's tomorrow. Tomorrow night, the prayer call at 6.30. Family Bible study is Tomorrow, is that right, Brother Monday? Yes, sir. At 7 p.m. on Zoom. Uh, Thursday at noon at the Bradwell Park in Hinesville. It's the National Day of Prayer. Uh, I will be one of the prayers. They've asked me to pray. I'm not, uh, so I'll be one of the prayers. And, uh, and then revival service Friday. Somebody say Friday. You don't want to miss Reverend Weidman Jr., 7 p.m. And we want to have Brother Weidman Sr. sometime also, but you don't want to miss Brother Weidman Jr. Uh, and there's going to be an afterburner for our youth, 10 to midnight, and they're doing a fundraiser, not yours, fundraiser after some. In Jesus' name. Come see Sister Karen or Brother Joel tonight. All right, and make sure and greet them. Even if you don't drop anything in the offering, come and greet them and tell them thank what you do. God bless you.